1: What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities.
2: What's up? This is Belle Bib This is Idris Elba. This
1: is Fantasia. This is
3: Invo.
0: This is India R E. So much more. All from a woman's perspective.
4: What flavor are you,
1: baby? This is Cafe Mocha.
0: One of the highlights of the Cincinnati Black Music Festival was Jodeci. They are back on the road and killing it. KC and Mr. Dalvin are with us this weekend. This is Cafe Mocha. Okay, Angelique. Yo, yo, on the line, Miss Angelique she Stone, the mm, newlywed,
1: you pride right on up. I'm going to go, on, you you on, on up. up. I'm okay. <laughs> <Hello, laughs> you remember Angie? that old song? <laughs> Heck yeah, we still got hey, it on extended vinyl. What you talking about? Right, listen. I'm just
3: messing with you. <laughs> this
1: is one of the queens of hip hop. I would not be who I am without her. A lot of people know her as... A R&B diva and R&B sensation. I know her from funk. You Right on up. I'm on a funk. You Right on up sequence. Oh, my Angie goodness. Stone. People mm. don't know that you are a hip hop diva, hip hop queen. One of well, the people worst. know, people know Angie
3: B, you know, yeah. I, I, before I was Angie Stone, I was Angie B, even though they tried to do B, Angie B and all these other things that is synonymous for hip hop. The B was the boss. So at the end of the Come day, on, we, had, we had fun back in the day and it was, you know, it was a legendary time for us all. I, mean, I was just doing an interview for Showtime and just telling people, letting everybody know that we all are so important to the history of hip hop. Yes. Every last one mm-hmm. of us uh, that participated in this uh, iconic move um, in the history today. So I'm just grateful that God chose me to be a part of that.
5: And I'm thankful to you,
3: Yo-Yo, and uh, you're welcome, sweetheart. And I want to say thank you, because without you, uh, Moni Love, Queen Latifah, um, you know, MC Light, Salt and Pepper, without all of the queens of hip-hop, we would not still have the legacy that we have as females. Uh, Shout out to Miss Lauren Hill, who took the sequence brand of rapping and singing on to the next level, and I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed that we we were, you know, a small part of that, um,
1: I would, yeah, I would
3: argue, I would argue with that the, too. Yes, yeah. a, big part, a big part, a big part. You're part. the first, you're the first yes. female rapper that any of us ever heard that
1: I, But well, you know,
0: heard. you,
3: you know, I know, but you know, and I'm, I can say this to yo-yo because yo-yo, we go all the way back, sweetheart. Yes. And, that a thing uh, that is crazy for me is we're from, I'm from South Carolina, Yo Yo's from California, and we've all had to taste a slice of New York and yes. New Jersey. I'm um, feeling like that is the home of hip hop, which we know they have a lot of a uh, culture there, and we take our hats off to it because they took everything to the next level. But, yes. you know, when God created this thing, He created it unanimously across the world. And we were just quite, Uh, a few of the ones that he chose to be a part of that whole army of hip hop. And I'm just so grateful that especially you uh, remember that we did have a couple of things that we did contribute. And I'm just grateful That you guys remember because for 45 years and we have kind of been overlooked a lot. And um, the girls, my partners are Blondie and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over 40 years have been heartbroken. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because we never take uh, flowers away from our sisters because at the end of the day, we are all part of the same tree. And we have to remember that at all all times. We're talking to
0: Angie Stone's Cafe Mocha. Go ahead, Yo-Yo.
1: And it's so it's so dope that you say that, Angie, because it really it really matters and we really don't know. Like when you start in it, you are just trying to get done. You're just trying to be heard. You just want to be seen. And you really don't know how to Who's the first? You don't know. And and, and and it doesn't even matter who's the first. What what matters is the history. It's the history.
3: What you've contributed. Mm -hmm. The the history matters.
1: And when you go back and you learn your history and you want to understand who has lined it up for us. Like, I can't be great without you. I always mention your name. And I I love realize. Thank you. I didn't even realize it was you when I first started. I didn't realize I it was you. I and, know, and I
3: and I have to. I know. You know why I have to tell people all the time. You know, people say, "Well, did you forget your girls? Why'd you get out here?" Let me tell you something. When I became an army star, I was already thirty years old, mm-hmm. and I was told by Clive Davis and my team at Arista. Do not mention I had a gag order about mentioning hip-hop because they didn't want to age me. I was blessed enough to still look young. And so as a result, they did not want the hip-hop era to age me because at that point, I started in 79, and if I wanted a career as a singer, then I had to be quiet, keep my mouth shut, and do what I was told. Uh, Of course, as I became as I became more and more famous, I began to do hip hop on my live shows and people then knew, Oh, wait a minute, this is the same girl that did funk you up. So it was, it was, it was pretty much shut up and do your job. And for me being a single young mother, uh, trying to survive in an industry that was male dominated, I had to do as I was told, but it never meant that I forgot my humble beginnings. I remember asking Sylvia Robertson, can I rap and sing? Because I knew that one day I would grow up and I wanted to sing. So my singing, God said, your gift will make room for you. And I was able to come back and address hip hop from the right angle. So when Missy came and when all these people came that had the ability to sing, I was so grateful. I remember Queen Latifah, you know, loving Angie stone or Angie Bean. I remember saying, please, Angie, come help me. And I was there to encourage her to let her know, Hey, you're a dope singer. You don't have to hide behind just being a rapper. And I was there as a support system. I didn't care who was first or second or third. I just wanted to be there to make sure that we all stayed on top. And as a result, I think I was expecting people to remember all those things and, As we get older, you know, I turned sixty-one. So to start at seventeen and to still be in this business, and still be relevant in this business, and have to deal with the uh, the pressure of people still not knowing that hey, you did, you made Cashbox, you were the first, uh, one of the first rap female artists to make Billboard, to make Cashbox, to actually make a twelve-inch record, you know, to explain that to a young uh, audience. That don't could care less it, it, it's hard, but it you know it hurts me because as women, yeah. I expect for all of us to have each other's back that's and right. I, that's why I just I commend you yo yo, because Shelda Pearl and Blondie, who are yes, very much yes. like me, is very it, it, is very heartbreaking for them to you know I went on to become a a, a successful singer. well for people that that's all that they have. Under their belt. They want to be able to smell their roses while they're alive. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, my hat is off to you, Miss Yellian, all of the people that never forget that we did do uh, a little something to make a, a difference. Thank you.
0: Cafe Mocha, it's Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. We're with one of the most iconic groups of our generation. That's right. They brought us hits like, fiend Forever My Lady. Mm. We're on with Jodeci Casey and Mr. Dalvin. Welcome to Cafe Mocha.
5: What's good? What's good? What's good?
6: Oh, (laughs) I'm so happy. You guys, you know... I go back, I'm old school, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, y'all was my college. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Cause
3: I mean, I got plenty of penis <laughs> in
6: college cause of y'all. So thank you.
3: <laughs>
6: thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know what? Take uh, us back. Uh, How did we start the group Jodeci?
2: You know, me and Casey and you know what? Uh, Dalvin, Devonte, Casey and Jello come from two different gospel groups and a girl group put it together and you know, the rest is history. You know, they introduced us to each other in North Carolina, and we went and got a, a record deal from Uptown Records and MCA Records, and you know, the rest is history. And here we are
5: on the phone with you. Yeah. Wow, that wonderful. <laughs> that's the shortest version I can get. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the shortest versions, too, right?
6: <laughs> I love it. I love it, you know, because we think people know the history, but it's like people are being reintroduced to you all.
5: Mm-hmm. But how was it right. growing
6: up? as you know as teenagers you know having this massive fame how was
5: that it was like it was like uh it's kc right it was like it was an experience trust me but um like i said we made each other when we was 10 in that 10 teenage years man so wow man i mean we got other sim- siblings but when the four of us came together man we became as one you know what i'm saying right. so like we met Dalvin and Devontae, me and JoJo there, you know. It was like, yo, we got two extra brothers. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Thank God for that. Since, since we met each other, we never separated, and we're still brothers, and it's going on 40 years almost now, you know. So we're just a family, man.
0: How did you manage to stay so close? Because a lot of times you get in a group money gets involved, all sorts of other things get involved, and people wind up breaking up. But you guys, you said you're still family. How'd you manage to to hold that brotherhood together?
2: Well, money didn't bring us together, first of all, so money can't break us up, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so, come on we, now. You know, so we, we I mean, we starved together we, together. we fought together. We did everything together, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's what we, you know, we're family, so we're gonna, obviously won't fight between each other, but we don't let nobody come between us. And we are actually family, you know, so we all we know. And, you know, so it's like from the beginning to the end, with money and without money, we've still been the same. So it's like it was easy for us to stay grounded because we never got into this for the money. We just use our gifts and let God lead us to where he led us to. So, you yeah, know. there
5: you go. There you go.
6: It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Joe to see we have Casey and Dalvin. It's been 30 years yeah. since the release of Diary of a Mad Band Tell us, you know, there have been snags, though. There have been some problems with the health, with drugs, but you all got past that. And that's what me, as a fan, as a true fan, I love to see. Can we talk about how y'all got past that, KC and then down. Let
5: let, let us clear this right now. This KC, there was never, ever, ever a drug problem. You know what I'm saying? There was never, ever a drug problem. Okay. I mean, we party hard we only party hard with the alcohol that was it. But, um, personally, we just like, like, we keep God in everything that we do. God said he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us, you know? So, and he having, it was a lot of prayers with our, our parents and our faithful fans are there that kept us together. Like I said, would we'll never ever 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 hear that a lot. Drug problem. It we'll would never mm-hmm. that, never that pa- pause the Heineken and Hennessy. I I I vouch for that. Okay.
6: Thank you for clearing that up because we, you know, people get mixed up alcohol and drugs. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah, right. and now we're living in times where we have these blogs and we have people that report misinformation. This is why I asked the question, because I can Another get it from the shit horse's mouth to clear it up so thank you for clearing that up brother i appreciate
5: yeah. that i mean both both are both are bad for you but you know what i'm saying but that that's all we had was alcohol and really it really didn't affect us you know really without with creativity it was just then we party we party hard that's about yeah
6: it. right like, like most rock stars yeah. do you know
5: everybody everybody does it, you know what i'm saying so it is what it is
6: but how did y'all get y'all got passed it through y- your foundation of of God? Is that's is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you know, and then you know, we had praying parents, and you know, at, at some point we said, hey man, you no, know, this is what God put us here for. He didn't put us here to just to just be strung out and 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 you know forsake the gifts that He gave us. And so right. like we we all buckled. up and said, hey man, you know, at the end of the day, this, this we started as Jodeci, and we're gonna you know that's how we're gonna
5: keep it going. So yeah, you know, nobody can stop that, you know. And just Casey talking, God is good. God is good. The reason why I know, because personally, you know, now I've been sober from alcohol for five years. So, you know, I just think that. Mm
2: -hmm.
6: I love that. Uh, What's it like being back on the road again now?
2: Casey? Uh, It ain't fun no more. It's work now. It's it's like going (laughs) to a job. It ain't even fun no more. It's work, it's work, it's work. Because, you know, now not only do we get on Facebook phone, we handle all the business side. Uh, you know, that's one thing we took control of, like, as a group. It, it, we thought it was very important because it's the music business, not the singing business, the music business of business. And business should be first. And we figured, hey, man, if we're going to go have, you know, do tour, let's make sure our business is in order. So, you know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of groups, we can tour and tour and have fun and, you know, all the things that come with that. But we thought it was much more important that we have our business good on on the right track, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like going to work every day. It's not like playing
5: exactly. anymore. So. I love it because like people call, people say, y'all uh, legends and all that, which we respect, we respect them. We thank everybody for saying that. But at the same point, how can we, we want to be successful legends now, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Back, back in the day, we were young. Do I regret anything that we did? No, we don't because they really taught us. You know what I'm saying? That, that taught us a lot. And now like Dalvin said, we all about our business now, you know, It should have been the other way around. Business right. shows the show business. Trust me, it's more business. It's 90 percent business, 10 percent um, show. Trust.
0: How did you guys get to that point to really start taking the business part seriously? I mean, as we mentioned earlier, you started as teenagers. So, I mean, you're young. You don't really know what to do. At what point did that change for you when you just said we got to handle this business?
2: Well, for me personally, I just when I start seeing the numbers and the things are adding up. When you know when you see people that work for you driving better cars, or bigger houses. I mean, something ain't right. Yeah. When um. you when you on the stage and you know we go out there and we give it a thousand percent every night, even to this day, we've never wavered from. We don't take that away from our fans. So, you know things behind the scenes ain't always hundred. We give everything on that stage. We leave it there. But you know we thought the, the the back end was just as important as the front end. So when you see the numbers not adding up and things not adding up. Then you start understanding that, hey, man, hold on. Let's let's pause
5: for a minute and get this other, the back end straight. You exactly. So. That's, that's why a lot of groups be like these days breaking up. That's the mm-hmm. number one reason is because the business is not right. You know right. what I mean? So, and, um, so that that's how we look at it. You know, business got to be right, man. That really taught us. Like God was saying, we were younger, man, and we saw that everybody, everybody got business, and we riding around the Pathfinders. That ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right at all. Dang, It <laughs> was the, the car
2: back in the day. <laughs> that was a yeah, car, now, though. I remember that, but
5: but you yeah, yeah, know, they got a really and they got, yeah, they
2: got <laughs> Rolls, Royces and Bentleys. And we ride around in firefighters. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, they
6: All the live we have Joe to see a wonderful conversation right. with Casey and
2: Dalvin. Right. I want to know,
6: are y'all going to have a movie come out? Like, you know, because everybody else is having one.
2: That's why, I gave you the short, that's why i gave you the short version of the story you gotta wait for the movie you know? <laughs> i cannot wait but this is gonna be so like, like david said last week that we made a lot of sense, man we're gonna we're gonna try to really release this series because it's hard to tell you know because we're four individuals that came together made magic and it's hard to tell it in 90 minutes or hour and a half so you know it, it's important that you know and we take you through the journey and what though that you really came from and you know right. how, how, how it began you know so
6: we want but to take our time it, and really
2: do it right.
6: You know, the thing is, is that, I mean, I know you know how you move people, but I want to know, how does it feel, Casey and Galvin? How does that feel to know that you are part of this culture, that you made an uh, impact on it?
5: feels good. It's Casey, right? Here. It feels good, man. Like I say, we thank God for everything that's happened for jealousy, but to hear people, you know, recite our songs and um, so, so much love to us and you know, um saying it, even some some people be saying, "I named my child after Joseph mm-hmm, well I named right. my child after <laughs> Alvin or JoJo or KC. like, right. crazy, but you know, and, and it, it just feels good, you know. But
2: even C, not to see to catch up, okay? But even to see our audience getting younger and younger, and yeah, this like it's crazy, and they're singing all our songs with Joseph T-shirts on and stuff. It's, it's really crazy.
5: Well, you I know, saw... they was born. They was born into it, you know. Hmm.
2: <laughs> or
0: or or born to it um i saw you
5: guys (laughs) at
0: the cincinnati black music festival not very long ago and the show was incredible you guys thank you as far as i'm concerned no disrespect to the people who came on after you but you guys were definitely the headlining act you look good you you sounded Uh, good What's your favorite song to perform, the one that you just don't walk off stage without doing, that people will kill you if you walk off stage without doing?
5: Casey first. Uh, I could say, um, "Forever, My Lady, number one, because that's yes. my baby. Trevor, My Lady, um, come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we got to get you up, so I got to say get on up. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. My, mine is, I, I think when I
2: tune in, I say, I cry for you. And I'll say, freaking you. And i say, get on up.
5: Mm-hmm. You got right. put fiending in it. They, they be loving Fiend in, too.
2: And they be loving Fiend.
5: In. I love Fiend <laughs> But
2: my, Yeah, my, t- my three top favorite to perform myself is Cry For You, Freaking You, and Get On Up, I think.
6: Oh, wow. That is amazing. Like Now, what do we see the future for Joe fellas?
2: I'd say we probably do our individual thing. Uh, the movie, we're going to tour some more. And as far as albums, we haven't really discussed it as far as a group album, but, you know, I'm sure that's probably somewhere down the line,
5: probably release some singles or something, but, you know, that's what I see. You know? Right, 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 right. I, I, I'm the same way, man. I feel like what Dalvin's feeling Right now, we just want to get through this tour, you know, show right. the world that Jodeci is still here, we good. And um, like Dalvin said about the solo stuff, Dalvin got his, and I'm, Mine is, my, my my solo about to come out. And so, you're just looking for bigger and better things, you know, uh, separate and with the group. But just because, let everybody know, just because we are doing separate things do not mean Jodeci is splitting up. Please, uh, please. Jodeci, Jodeci is the mothership. We all going to take care the of her. There you go. Right. There you go. Cafe
0: Mocha, talking to Casey and Mr. Dalvin from Jodeci. I'm from your home state, grew up down the street in Greensboro, North Carolina. I want to talk you about Charlotte as a music empire because coming behind you is a bevy of new artists um, right. from Fantasia to present. So what do you think of um, Charlotte and the little music enclave that they're building?
2: Um, well, to be honest with you, Charlotte gave us a hard time in the beginning. Like, you know, that was a home time and we we were so proud to be from North Carolina and try to change the spectrum of what music was. And it um, was kind of, you know, kind of close the door to it. I mean, now our fans have reversed that a thousand percent, and you know they showed so much love when we got there. But it was kind of rough for us, in Charlotte, at the beginning. And I think that now that we did kind of go through the the rocky time, of Charlotte, it opened the door for the the baby and Fantasia and Anthony Hamilton and you know whoever Calvin uh, Calvin Richardson and Sunshine, Sunshine Anderson, yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and other producers that's coming. You know, I think that we did do the do the uh, the grind and the legwork. And the grunt work to open them doors, because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, easy in the beginning for Jodeci and Shaw. Right, 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 right.
6: That's why we need the movie. That we need the documentary. <laughs> 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 you know,
2: it's, think- it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming.
6: Because people don't realize how hard, pe- 30 years to be in this business, and first of all, to still can sing the way y'all sing and perform way, that's phenomenal. So, you know, you're, you're you. quite deserving of that. Um, any highlights of being Joe to see
2: the award shows, things like that? Any highlights from that? I think we probably have different ones. I think me sitting down, and, and I, when I was a kid, I may, I said, I'm going to meet all these people that I wanted to meet, including Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. I got to sit down and, and really, really have, have conversations with all these people. Like, like they were my friends, you know. what I'm Saying and, and pick their brains about music and to hear them say how much they love Jodeci meant it was crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. they they knew all of our songs and everything. So you know, for them to admire us like we admired them and grew up with them
5: was kind of crazy to me. That's cool. 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 Yeah. And me, my, uh, my personal ones is you know I, something I always wanted to do because I've been professionally singing since the age of eleven. But what I always wanted to do, I wanted to. I wanted to um sing like like building full of people, you know. It's to the point that in the country where I was in, in North Carolina, across the street from my grandmother's house was a cornfield. I mean, I mean I, I, a big cornfield. So what me and JoJo were used to do it. We would stand on my um, grandmother' porch, and uh, and we would like be singing, but we would we would treat the cornfield like they're uh, like a, a full There's house. People, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we always want to sing I always want to sing up on a lot of people around me. and being with Joe to see for these thirty years and some and some change. That's all we see now. So that's my highlight. That's dope. That's dope. Man. That's
6: dream come true. Man. Thank you guys. Thank y'all so thank much you for having us This, is, this is a dream thank come you. true for me to talk to y'all. So thank you. <laughs> We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed.
1: It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, Angelique Lonnie Love, and we have the honor of speaking to one of the greatest MCs of hip hop. Yes. Welcome to Cafe Mocha, Big Daddy Kane.
4: (laughs) Hey, Hey, what's happening?
6: Oh, hip hop is 50 years this year. You know, Big Daddy Kane, when you first started out, did you see rap becoming the massive industry that has become?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, I actually did, you know, because the bad rap that rap was taken was pretty much the same as rock and roll did in the 50s. And you saw what became of that. So I felt that the same thing was happening, you know, rebellious style of music that an older generation couldn't really adapt to was, you know, coming into formation. And I think that's pretty much what's happening. What I didn't realize was that... um effect that hip-hop would have on other music genres and now all of a sudden you know um country music rock pop Mm -hmm. the blues they feel like they need to incorporate hip-hop in their genre
0: that's crazy to me i hear some some uh country music that sounds like it could be a drake song (laughs) right
4: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's bananas you know i mean um Taylor Swift, you know, like, you know, like moving like a thug and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's bananas to see what's happening. But I love it.
6: I mean, you know, the, the way hip hop has influenced every part of the culture from the way we dress to the music, you know, let's go back um, when you first started. It's like, you know, how did you develop your style and what was and what gave you your influences when you first started?
4: Uh well, when I first started, uh, you know, I pretty much only heard other MCs around Brooklyn. And um, I, um, you know, I was really just writing battle rhymes to go and compete against other rappers. But the thing that changed my life was when I heard Grandmaster Caz from the Cold Crush Brothers.
5: Mm. First
4: time I heard him rhyme, I was like, oh, this dude is phenomenal. And he talking that stuff they talk inside the barbershop in the pool hall i'm like you know yeah i I really need to study this dude
6: it's cafe mocha angelique lonnie love yo-yo on the line Big Daddy Kane, we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Pass the mic at Radio City Music Hall. Let's talk about it. How excited are you? Because I know I love watching it. Oh, my You know, gosh. BET, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a yeah. great idea. But to do this live, how exciting?
4: Well, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun, you know, to share the stage with so, so, so many different artists. Um, you know, lots of times you go on tour and you share the stage with anywhere from like five to eight different artists. But I mean, I think this is a whole enormous amount of talent all on one stage at one night. And to think that, you know, this is the same place that um, wouldn't let Roy Jones walk through the ring walk with the Rockettes because mm. he had red- nothing red man. And now they're embracing hip hop now.
1: Uh-huh. You know?
4: it's, it's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. So, have you been practicing any new steps? I mean, I know everybody knows for you, you for your smooth, uh, you know, style, your smooth flow, uh, and the dance. Are you practicing anything, or have you know, are, are you just how, what, what's your preparation for the show?
4: You know, honestly, if I thought that I could get away with the, the with the five inch heels, I'd do that drop to the floor like you be doing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: five inch? What you talking yeah. about? She be wearing biscuit heels.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, whatever the five six, whatever those those
4: big heels is, when she be dropping to the floor, you
5: know, i be oh. like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! You yeah. They damn sure can't play with yo yo yo. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Well, okay. We are so excited because hip hop, like you said, I mean, you know, some arguably say that it's more than fifty years of hip hop, but the fact that we get a chance to celebrate 50 years of hip hop, I mean, Radio City Music Hall, I mean, just the fan base has not stopped. You are consistently working. How does it feel to just be a legend in a game that you've helped pave the way for?
4: I mean, it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know, I mean, you know, It used to be like, you know, shocking, you know, to come outside and hear people screaming, ah,
5: Big Daddy King, Big Daddy King.
4: But I mean, 30 plus years later, to have someone say, man, your music got me through college. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Your music
4: got me through Desert Storm. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
4: your music got me through um, a a rough breakup. I mean, I think that that's that's what makes it important. That's what really, really counts. did.
6: What, what, how did you come up with the name Big Daddy Kane?
4: I mean, it came from two different things. Um, the Kane part was um, <laughs> the, old, the old TV show um, Kung Fu with David Carradine. Like when I was a little kid, you know, we'd be outside playing Red Light, Green Light or yeah.
3: um,
4: um Red Rover, Red Rover. And, you know, when it's time, when a Karate Kung Fu Theater or uh, that TV show Kung Fu come on, you know, I'm out the game. I'm going to watch TV. Because I was just a big, you know, martial arts buff.
6: Mm-hmm. And then big Daddy just was part of the Kane part
4: um will um um that the the big daddy part actually come from um uh a character Vincent Price played in one of those beach party movies with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon but I mean we'll go dig deep into detail of that when this airs on your youtube channel got it
6: Rolling stone ranked your song. Ain't no half step in number 25 on list of the 50 greatest hip hop songs of all time. Calling you a master word Smith. This is not to be taken lightly. I mean, you are historic when we say 50 years of hip hop and you are part of that. And I know that you say you feel that you are blessed. But I want to get nosy. When did you get your first big check, and what you spent on it?
5: <laughs> and I don't even
4: remember. Um, probably a car. I, I can't even. Or I can't remember at this point. Probably a car. I don't. I don't. I don't remember.
6: Now you know it was like Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh, Rakim, Slick Rick. I mean, it's like, and you all are still doing it to this day. But at, back in that time, I mean. Did you guys work together? Was it friendly competition? Like what was the energy like, Big Daddy?
4: Yeah, I mean, like 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 I was saying earlier, we all, you know, shared a stage, you be anywhere from like five to six, I mean, five to eight different artists, you know, on on the same tour. Um and you know that it wasn't always just, you know, just East Coast artists, you know. Um I remember um Eazy-E opening up to um Bring the Noise tour for Public Enemy. I remember NWA being on LL tour. So, I mean, it was on um, Ghetto Boys and a lot of dates, you know. So, I mean, it was all across the board with, um, you know, so many different amazing artists. And we all, well, the thing I like is we all had our own unique style. No one really sound the same. Everybody mm-hmm. had their unique style and their own thing.
6: What do you think about the rap today?
4: <laughs> well, you know, um, right now, um, hip hop is, you know, rap is, rap is a corporate thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I say, hip hop rap is a corporate thing, and you know, with like any corporation, you know, what happens is, you know, um, quantity comes in and quality goes out because of the need for mass production, and you know, that's what that's what it is, you know, b- you know, big business. And I think that there, even though you know, um, there's an algorithm to this that you know, it seems that everyone is sticking to, and it hasn't changed. I do believe that there's some amazing amazing talent out there. Shout out to J. Cole. Stuff. Shout out to Kendrick. Shout out to Lady London. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rhapsody. Shout out to Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine. A lot of amazing talent.
6: It's Cafe Mocha on the line, Big Daddy Kane. Now, you recently did an episode of The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Let's talk about uh, shooting The Equalizer and how exciting was that?
4: Well, it was so much fun because my very first tour, like the very first tour that I headlined back in um, 1990, I believe, 90 or 91, I can't remember. But um, Queen Latifah was one of the artists that I took on it. Took Queen Latifah, um, Digital Underground, Third Base, and MC Light. Um, And like to see where she has elevated and what she's done with her career, I'm just so proud of that sister. Mm
5: -hmm. So, so
4: proud of her. So to um like be there in the an episode and I'm just looking at her like, you know, like, wow. <laughs> look at what what she's doing. You know, and, and now 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 I'm working for her. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is so dope. It's so dope and beautiful and I'm just so so proud of her. And um I appreciate, you know, her um I appreciate them, you know, um giving me that particular role because, you know, I, I, I hate when people call and ask me to play a rapper or something like that. I've turned down so many roles like that. So to actually play um, the head of a motorcycle gang I thought was amusing and um, something different and, I, and I, I really, you know, enjoy doing it.
0: Definitely. Will your character be coming back when we see him again?
4: Well, hopefully. I didn't tell you what you asked me in the beginning, so hopefully.
1: I <laughs> 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 love it. I love it. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong hot news now. This is The
0: Espresso. I'm Angelique. Tim Scott, the fifth place presidential candidate and the only black one up there, surprised everyone with this announcement.
5: I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. New
0: York Mayor Eric Adams had his phone
2: seized. His response? This is an ongoing review, and as a former member of law enforcement, uh, it was always my belief, don't interfere with the ongoing
0: review. And Cafe Mocha's first ever HBCU First Look Film Festival was last weekend. Lonnie was there.
6: Opening night movie was Rustin. That was produced by Netflix and executive produced by Michelle and Barack Obama. Now, they surprised the students. And they actually introduced the movie. That's the espresso. It's Cafe
0: Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie, Love, and Yo Yo on the line. Is Big Daddy Kane?
6: You uh, <laughs> also have a starring role in uh, Bad Dad Rehab back in 2021. Talk about that experience.
4: Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, shout out to Blue Kimball and everyone from the cast. Um. Diane Love. You know they were. So amazing so down to earth everybody was operating like family uh, you know it, it was just amazing and once again you know one of those roles where you don't expect to see big daddy Kane playing you know the um the deadbeat dad just trying to reconnect with my daughter that i didn't want to have nothing to do with um you know i i, I thought that it was a, a great role to take on and I, I hope I did a good job with it. I hope people were satisfied.
6: You were. How do you want to be remembered, Big Daddy Kane?
4: I mean, honestly, I just hope that um, something I've done in my lifetime has touched your life in a positive way. You know, just something I've done have touched you in a positive way to, um, I don't know, whether it be just, you know, motivate you to be a better person or motivate you to, do more with your life. You know, whatever the case may be, just something where I've affected you in a positive way. That's all I really can hope for.
6: Well, you affected me because when you made, I go to work, I was going to work. I was exercising. (laughs) It motivated me. Uh, (laughs) I was in college. And freak Nick. Thank you. I'm probably going to be on the, (laughs) on the documentary because of you. Yeah.
0: Because of you. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Thank you. Big daddy. (laughs) K.
6: Okay. Well,
4: I I gotta get you. I gotta get you one of the get the job done workout shirts. I gotta get you one.
6: (laughs) Definitely. How can we keep up with you and 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 merchandise and everything? How can we keep up with you?
4: Um, Well, I'm um, official Big Daddy Kane across the board. That's um my Twitter been hat, so um, I'm not even on that anymore. But um. Instagram, TikTok, official Big Daddy Kane. If you're looking for the tour schedules, you can find that at BigDaddyKane.com.
6: Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy. Here. Oh, we love you so much. Happy 50 years of hip hop and keep doing it, brother. We love you.
1: Yes, we love
4: you. So you're right. Y'all enjoy your best of your day.
6: Thank,
0: Thank you. you. If you want the podcast version of Cafe Mocha with extended interviews and no interruptions, just go to wherever you listen to podcasts or mochapodcastnetwork.com. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Super Radio. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit cafemocharadio.com.